Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, sponsored by Lake Monster Brewing and That's Badass Wood Art. Remember, you can head on over to thatsbadasswoodart.com for 20% off any one item on their store by using promo code CTPOCKET. Well, guys, the, the news officially broke this morning. The Vikings are parting ways with longtime wide receiver, hometown kid, by the way, Adam Thielen, who was you know, fourth all-time in Minnesota Vikings history for receiving yards, um, but obviously it's it's a new era for the Minnesota Vikings. Last year was a fun ride, um, but but some tough decisions had to be made. We saw it with Eric Kendricks earlier, and now with Adam Thielen. So, so Miles, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts with with this move? Well, as probably the last person to to lock down Adam Thielen in the state of Minnesota from high school um no it's 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 one of those things like we were just talking before the show it's it's as a adam Thielen's one of those players over the last decade that was a fan favorite obviously hometown kid he's yeah. someone that you root for he was like me and him are the same age and he's and we played against each other high school college like it's just one of those things like i run into him at my local uh costco like you know those types of things like it's one of the, like he's part of this community right like he's a part of like minnesota history and so like that's the part that really to me like it sucks like just to see that go like from a business perspective it makes all the sense in the world like he's gonna be 33 he kind of looks like he's he lost his step his his like feature and the offense is diminishing like those types of things like from a business standpoint it it makes sense but from like a fan minnesota native standpoint it sucks like he's a huge part of the community and so like those things obviously he's not gonna like stop being a huge part of the community but it's just going to be different now. Like, um, you know, fans, like young fans grew up with Adam Thielen as like their might have, you know, possibly their favorite player. And you know those things like it, it's just one of those things. Like it sucks. And as like the Vikings, why the wide receiver positions a uh, position where the Vikings have had a lot of great receivers and Adam Thielen has been able to like etch himself into that, into that group um, being an, especially after being an undrafted kid who, you know, was just uh, part of like, uh, he wasn't even invited to training camp. It was a he was a um, tryout a trial candidate during rookie mini camp. Like all these all these things like um, that we've all heard a million times. But it's still a really cool um, that you know we got to kind of see that and so um, him like really rise up through the ranks and become a a solidified really good top end wide receiver. So um, sucks to see him go, but um, also like excited to see where he goes next. Yeah, and uh, it, it's funny to kind of see some of these comments. Um... Because obviously, yeah, well, you know, Mary, when she comments here, everything he did on and off the field, like he, we felt like he was one of our own while he was here. And it was really easy to to, to root for him. Um, I will miss uh, saying the hooked on a Thielen 
uh, uh, saying from now on. So we'll have to come up with some new ones as the new era kind of ushers in. But Ryan, what are you thinking uh, with this release today? Yeah, I mean, obviously bittersweet, right? Just in the, in the sense that you you don't want to see a guy like that go, you know, hometown kid. You wish that he would have been able to retire a Viking, but I, I do think he still has some left in the tank. And unfortunately, just the contract didn't match what we could really make plausible right now. So hopefully, I think I tweeted this out maybe yesterday that, you know, hopefully he has an opportunity to go to a contender, somebody who he can still help contribute in a very positive way. Um, I had mentioned the Kansas City Chiefs are going to likely be in the market for a receiver of his talent with Juju Smith-Schuster leaving. Um, also, the the Buffalo Bills, another contender that potentially could reunite him and, and Stephon Diggs and have that opportunity for that bromance to to rekindle. Uh, and again, it's not like they're, they're not in need of a receiver as well, um, especially more of that kind of crafty slot um, possession type receiver that that Thielen has kind of come to become uh, over the last few or last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it stinks uh, from, from that perspective as well of, of losing the hometown kid and not being able to continue to, I guess you can still root for him from afar, but yeah. you know, for your team to contribute to that. But, you know, yeah. I, I said in the tweet yesterday as well, he got to live out the dream, right? Your hometown kid got to play for the hometown team, played your prime years for that team. I mean, you're not going to get much better experience than that in the NFL. A couple fantastic runs, too. I mean, oh, yeah. when you think of of the the games that we he got to play in, like he's going to remember those forever. Before we get to Ryan's question here, uh, Ryan in the chat, mm-hmm. I'm just going to read one statement quick. We can really read a couple of them, but uh, <clears throat> Kevin O'Connell – uh, released a statement uh, on Adam's release, and he just said, for over a decade, Adam honed his craft to become one of the most well-recognized wide receivers in the NFL. Over that same time, he poured so much of his time into his home state, which made it even more special for him to earn our 2022 Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination. I personally leaned on Adam for his work ethic, leadership, and console m- multiple times to get our team where we wanted it to be last se- season. I appreciate Adam's contributions and will be pulling for his continued success for him, Caitlin and their children. So um, Ryan brings up a good point. I don't know if we know at the current moment, but I know miles, you made a a, a tweet about it Uh, post June 1st designation. I know that technically saves the Vikings a little bit of cap space, but do we know if that, if that actually came Um, to fruition? We don't. My guess is it's not going to be um, mainly because of the timing. I feel like if they really wanted to post June one, they would have pushed. They would have waited and kind of let this negotiation linger because yeah. then they could they could make that decision. But it seems like they're making this move so that they can have money for next week. And I, I hope that's the case. I don't want to do a post June one more so because you want to keep that long term flexibility. I think. You want like if the Vikings are planning on a, like quote unquote reset this year, moving guys like Eric Hendricks and Adam Thielen, like those core foundational pieces over the last few years, um, eating that on the chin now is better than like spreading that money out because that's just like adding a void year to Adam Thielen's deal, and that would just make it like so you'd cut that money in half. So you'd, you'd yes, you'd save more this year, but you wouldn't get that money until June second, anyways. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that just type of move, they need they the Vikings need the cap space now. And they also want to be able to make moves next week to add a couple pieces. And so, yes, it may not be as much savings but and more dead cap, but at the same time, you keep your flexibility. And I think it just allows you to make more 
now moves than it would if you were to wait. And so I'm not, I don't think that it should be, and I hope it's not. Um, but obviously we don't know the full details. I would assume though it's a straight cut, um, you know, now and so that they can have that, that money for next week. Yeah. Well, one question I do have, and I don't know if either of you have, uh, knowledge of, of how this works, but if it is a post June one June first cut, are they still able to negotiate and, and strike a deal with the team, and or do you have to wait till then? Oh wait, Adam, Adam can Adam can okay. So Adam Adam becomes a, a free agent no matter what. Like he's an immediate free agent no matter what happens, whether it's post June one or not. Um, but the Vikings don't get that cap savings or the cap um, until relief then. until until June. That's what I thought, but I just I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah, it's, it never hinders the player. It always it's always the team. Yeah. Um, you know when we, hold on one second. I'm trying to pull something up here. Well, real quick, um, let's yeah, just talk ahead. about like Adam's Adam's impact on like the offense. So like we saw last year specifically because as Justin Jefferson shifted into like that primary wide receiver one role, especially in the Kevin O'Connell offense where he's the primary slot receiver and he's also the primary like move receiver. Adam mm-hmm. Thielen was was kind of fixed as the X receiver on the in the offense where he was the outside guy constantly being asked to like be a downfield threat and those things. And it's not that Thielen wasn't in his heyday. Adam Thielen was one of the better deep threats in the league in this current offense though. That's not where his skill set is. And I think Ryan, you'd mentioned, um, he could go somewhere and be a slot receiver. I think that'd probably be where I, Adam Thielen would, would ideally go is a team that could use a slot receiver and someone that allow him to be that inside receiver, not having, and to win option yeah. routes in, in those things and be a possession receiver especially in the twilight of his career. And so I'm excited to see him get to go do that, hopefully, because he wasn't going to get that opportunity here. And I think from both ends, from Adam's side and the Vikings side, it kind of the Vikings need to find somebody to to help stretch the field a little bit more and be a, a true downfield threat, which Thielen isn't really that anymore. And Thielen wants to go somewhere where he can go be a little bit more of a, a slot receiver, full component of offense. And so I think from both sides, it just makes a lot more sense to like make that, that move now. I mean, it was a little, it was a little unfortunate, right? His role and KJ Osborne's role became redundant. Uh, they're they're, yeah, yep. they're very similar receiver skill sets, and when you have JJ doing one thing, which in all actuality is kind of what they do as well, right? I mean, you know, he he's a little bit more versatile and can and can do a bit more, but you know, the, we have a very redundant skill set. So to add a deep threat to your point, Miles, is going to be very important for this team going forward, uh, especially now that Adams gone. So let's talk about that a little bit, though, because it, obviously you said that KJ and, and Adam Thielen's roles were a little bit redundant, but now the wide receiver room is looking pretty bare when you think, I mean, it, it, it depends on what your opinion of is of, of KJ Osborne, right? Like, do you think he can be a true wide receiver too, or do you think his ceiling is, you know, top end wide receiver three? And then, I mean, limited draft capital, what do you guys – how do you approach next week with free agency and then also into the draft uh, to hopefully bolster up this this offense that needs weapons? Well, that's one thing. Oh, Ryan, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, yeah, go ahead, but You're good. I was just going to say, I, t- I tweeted out yesterday just kind of that same thing. Like, the wide receiver position as a whole I, – I, I should say that I'm going to preface it. Like, whether Thielen was going to be here or not, but now that he's officially gone – it's a major need. It's not, it's not just like, ah, oh, the Vikings could use another receiver or two. No, no, no. Like they need, they need to add to that group. Not just be, not just for this year, but as I mentioned in my tweet, 
Um, KJ Osborne and um, Jalen Rager are both up pending free agents. Justin Jefferson doesn't count because they're going to pick up his fifth year option. And no, like whatever, like J- Justin Jefferson is going to be here for the next however many years. Like, so I don't include him, even though technically as of right now, he's heading into his fourth year too, but um, they're going to pick up that fifth year option, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not counting him, but KJ Osborne, Jalen Rager, both impending free agents as of right now, don't, as of right now, either don't anticipate extensions for either guy. I mean, that could change for KJ Osborne, but we don't know. Um, so the Vikings need to plan. At, so Jalen, Jalen Naylor and Justin Jefferson are technically the only guys on the 53 man roster. I'm not really including practice squad guys on the 53 man roster that are under contract for 2024 and beyond. So um, they really need to find um, some running mates for Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And so I think that, I think that includes both the draft and free agency. I think they need to go find a mid tier wide receiver. Like I think Darius Slayton, obviously I think DJ Chark is like the top end Mm -hmm. of the like free agent list, but I think he's going to be expensive. Not that I wouldn't spend the money on him, I just don't know if the Vikings are going to have the money to spend on him, but like a Darius Slayton to me would be a perfect fit in like that role of asking him to be a a deep threat, a guy that can win on slants as well, win on some of those like quick routes, but also the downfield threat and help stretch the field. And and he can win down there, but I don't think he's someone that's going to break the bank. Someone you could sign for like two, two years, $8 million, that type of deal, you know, like something reasonable. Um, That type of deal I think would be really good. And then you go into the draft and you try to find somebody, whether it's, um, with your pick at 23 or you trade back and find somebody in um, late day one or on day two, like those types of things. I think the Vikings just need to be creative in how they do it, but they definitely need to add to the room. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, in, in both fashions, right. I, and I don't want to see the bargain bin wide receiver hopping that we've typically done in the past with uh, you know, like <laughs> Albert Wilson or whatever, like to your point. Yeah. Like Darius Slayton should kind of be the the floor of what we need to go at, uh, and grab and, Free agency. The, the issue is, is we tried to address this early on last year, right? Yep. We, we tried to get ahead of the curve here with the Jalen Rager uh, trade. And unfortunately, at least as of last year, that didn't really pan out that that isn't, you know, proving to be a really, really good uh, signing for us or, or trade for us. So unless he can really turn it around this year and, and show in the offseason programs that he has the ability to to kind of be that dude. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, we didn't see enough of Naylor to say, Hey, we com- completely trust you to, to, to take over a top three, top four spot. We're, we're kind of in a, in a spot where we need to go and add in both. And ideally, yeah, like you said, miles go grab a, a Darius Slayton type, you know, or me Cole Hardman, you'll probably get paid too yeah. much, but you know, that, that type of guy, um, and, and then go grab a guy early on in the draft or in, in the mid rounds. I mean, I, I was talking to Thor on, on Twitter yesterday about, you know, obviously we should probably uh, highly consider a receiver in the first round, uh, whether it's um, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, if it's Zay Flowers, if it's Quentin Johnson, you know, whoever, right? For sure. Um, but if, if like, for whatever reason, if the, the, the Vikings are just enamored with a Joey Porter Jr. or a Deontay Banks or a Nolan Smith, if he's there at edge, uh, depending on what we do with Zedarius Smith here in the next couple of days, um, then, then there's some decent mid-round guys. I mean, you know, obviously I'm going to advocate for Marvin Mims because he's exactly what we need uh, when we're talking about that speed on the outside. Yeah. But you have guys like Cedric Tillman. You have guys like... Uh, 
your I boy Jonathan, Jonathan Mingo, right? Like yeah. there, there's some good mid-round guys that you could go grab that can contribute, I think, early on and provide this team with what they need. Yep. Well, and what they can be, what they can be in the offense too. And I think that's why I, I, I don't like to like guys shouldn't be sit at one position, but I think it's so important to have guys to have that have different skill sets too. Um, we always talk about like, oh, the Vikings now need to get a wide receiver too. I think they need to get a running mate with Justin Jefferson that has wide receiver one potential and upside. Yep. Like for so long, we've been spoiled with the Diggs Thielen and then the, the, the JJ Thielen. And so like those guys are one, a one B with each other. They don't need to go get a, a wide receiver two. They need to go get a guy that can be a wide receiver one. You just happen to have the other best receiver in the league. So that, that just a, makes them a, a, an amazing duo. Right. So one thing here, uh, we got another question from Cliff here. Did they mm-hmm. post the June 1st designate on him? late to the party. Well, Ben Gessling just came out a second ago and his release is a pre June 1st move. So the Vikings are going to get about 6.41 million in cap space and then absorb about 13.5 million in dead cap this year. So I want to get your thoughts quick on just how Quasi and Kevin O'Connell more so Quasi because he's doing the roster construction, but in collaboration with, with Kevin O'Connell, just how they're, how they're kind of, they're just, taking the hit this year almost it seems like they're they're ready to you know eat this dead cap so they can have a fresh slate for the future but but what are your thoughts on kind of like what we've heard about the offseason thus far um the couple of moves we've seen I thought I saw Jeremy Fowler from ESPN say that the Vikings were going to be aggressive in free agency so there's just a lot of moving parts here and I want to get your guys' thoughts on just you know the, the path forward to this new era of Vikings football. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we're, we're letting go of some like legacy guys. Right. And, but I don't think people need to equate that with, we're just giving up and, and throwing in this season. Right. Because when you, when you look at Kendricks, obviously we all love Kendricks and uh, especially you, Matt, I know that you're a big fan, That's um, my guy. but, but his, his production's replaceable. Adam yeah. Dillon's production is replaceable. If we do move on from Zedaria Smith, now that first half of the season production seemed to be pretty hard to replace. But the second half, I, he was still very productive. I know the sack numbers didn't come in, but he was still getting pressures at a high rate and all that. He, he's going to be a hard one to replace if we do move on from him. But th- these guys are replaceable. Mm-hmm. They're they're not they're not Justin Jeffersons. They're not Kirk Cousins to even that extent, right? So. What I, what I think we're really doing is trying to get younger and trying to put ourselves in position for that, again, going back to that competitive rebuild. Get ourselves some capital now. Go get some, hopefully, a younger team that has more flexibility in the future for us to then go and make moves in the future if we need to, uh, primarily probably at the quarterback position in the next couple of years, given the fact that Kirk Cousins is uh, 35. So Yeah. I think so. For me, I think it, this is crazy, and Kevin O'Connor really getting to put their stamp on the Vikings roster. Last year, it really felt like it was uh, we need to prove that Mike Zimmer and uh, Rick Spielman were the problem, not the players. So let's see what we can do with a new, a revamped front office, revamped coaching staff, and see how they play with the with you know with that same personnel. Um, this is now crazy, and and KOC getting like to to put that stamp on it, and so they're they're making that decision of. Hey, this isn't, we can no longer, and I think crazy kind of hinted at it during uh, the combine, but like you need to be a sustainable winner. You can't just be a flash in the pan every other year type, which we did see under the the Zimmer Spielman regime was they were winning every other year. And then it's trying to reload um, 
you know, every other year. And so the plan hopefully is to reset your cap a little bit, get more cap flexibility for the long term, you know, with not with making sure you're not giving bad long term deals to got to aging veterans. Like like crazy didn't give Harrison Smith that long term extension. Rick Spielman did. You know, they like, yeah, he gave Adam Thielen the one last year, but that was more so because I kind of think he had to. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave Kirk Cousins the one year extension, not anything beyond it because they knew they needed that flexibility. And so this allows them to like kind of reset that roster a little bit, reset their cap situation, knowing that guys like Justin Jefferson, you know, Chris Adarisad, TJ Hawkins, those guys are going to get paid. But also they know that they need to bring a new blood into the system and into the building. Um, and that's like being able to spend in free agency, not just like, bottom of the barrel guys in free agency, but actually being able to get into the, like the heart of where the best parts of free agency are, which is like, to me, like the middle tier, the guys that you can get that are contributors that are, that don't break the bank, but they're, they're guys that um, they're, they're better than the bottom of the barrel. Like they're that middle ground, right? Those tend to be the best, um, like, uh, like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the best uh, um, values. And so um, I think this is them doing that. And I think, Quazy and O'Connell and Quazy specifically, who's a guy who was only signed a four-year deal when he first became the GM. He's going into year two. That four years comes quick. He needs to be, he needs to build a sustainable winner. So if they have to take a small step back in 2023, but to be, that helps them be sustainable in 24, 25 and beyond, that's a better move than, Hey, let's just kind of run it back and run it back and run it back and, and keep pushing that money down the road. So I think that's where that where they're going. And so to me, that means like guys like Patrick Peterson probably shouldn't come back that unless it's like a super cheap deal. Like there's no need yep. to bring some of those guys back because if you're phasing out the other ones, don't bring back the, you know, the current ones. And so like, I'm excited to see where the roster goes. I, I Ryan, you hit the nail on the head. The quarterback's obviously going to be the, the biggest one. And I think we've heard um, the adage saying of um, front office gets to dictate Every gets to dictate 52 um, players on the roster and then ownership dictates the one, which is a quarterback. So that's the one caveat. We still don't know like what happens at quarterback, but everything else, it feels like Kevin O'Connell and crazy kind of are getting to put their stamp on where the roster is going to continue to go. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like they're done either. Right. Because yesterday, if you heard uh, Darren Wolfson on score North, uh, apparently there's a trade offer on the table for Dalvin cook. We've all, all heard about that. Um, we heard about the Zedarius Smith stuff yesterday when he essentially asked for his release and the Vikings say no, because he's on a pretty cheap deal considering the the productivity you're going to get from a guy like him. Um, seeing a lot of the same stuff in the chat here about it's sad that it, it this day is finally here. You know, NFL goes quick, man. Uh, that's why these players want to maximize their value. Um, that's why guys like Zaria Smith want out so they can go hit that market one more time and get paid. Um, but the, the Quasey and, and Kevin O'Connell really are, to Miles' point, trying to make their stamp on this roster. Last year they played with Rick Spielman's roster. This year they want to play with their own. And so there might be some some bumps in the road, um, but, but by God, they're going to do it. Uh, Ryan, you had a quick comment. Well, as I say, uh, we we're talking quarterback comments here, and and you're looking at the comments in the chat here. It looks like a lot of people are uh, ready to move on from the quarterback position. And um, again, it, it, it's funny the 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 fact that this fan base is so split on Kirk Cousins, and we're 
we're some of the only people I feel like that are maybe squarely in uh, the middle of that. I wouldn't uh, even say they're split, right? Like I think everybody acknowledges that Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, right? But it's uh, it, yeah. I mean, tw- just, Twitter is like Twitter. I mean, if, if you look at it from the Twitter perspective, it's sure. It's, yeah, I mean, sure they can say he's fine quarterback, but. You know, half the fan base wants him out now. Half of them want us to extend him for the rest of his career. Half of us. Yeah. Or, and then, you know, there's a small Can fraction we... that maybe say like a, a small one-year extension. It's like, it's, it's just so all Can over we the touch place. on that real quick, yeah. guys? Just the, more so, I, so I kind of tweeted this <laughs> yesterday as well, but but my it's more of like for ever since the Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to a three-year, um, $84 million fully guaranteed deal, Kirk Cousins has had all of the leverage essentially yeah. with the Vikings. I, the Vikings giving Kirk a one-year extension last year and then kind of at least at, up to right now, I'm not, we don't know what's going to happen over the next five days or whatever that like, but something's something or nothing is going to happen with Kirk cousins over the next you know handful of days. The Vikings are, it feels like they're finally kind of getting that leverage back because the longer they wait on a Kirk extension, the less valuable Kirk becomes. And that's good for the team. And I mean that in like a, a um, I mean that from a, um, uh, a like contract extension negotiation standpoint. Like yeah. if the Vikings just said, Hey Kirk, we're going to play it out. Let's let you play out on your final year of your deal. Um, and then they still wanted to try to resign him next year. They could because yeah. his number, his numbers aren't going to like go up from a cap standpoint. Like he's not as, as any, any new extension, that number is going to, it's going to start going down because his value is going to start decreasing because he's 35. He'll be 36 next off season. So like, that number just depreciates because his value depreciates just like naturally. And Tom Brady's that complete outlier of player that like can play into his mid forties and, and stuff. Right. But like, you don't see that from other guys. It's, it's a very rare thing. And it's a, it becomes a sunk cost yeah. at, a, at a certain point. And the Vikings don't want to put themselves into that Matt Ryan situation where, Hey, let's go give him as much money as we can. Um, even though he's 35, because we think he's got years left. You never know when that drop off's going to hit. And the Vikings playing it with a little bit more hesitation is a smart move. And I, I'm, I'm fully on board. Like if they don't want to touch Kirk's deal at all, and they just let's say, Hey, we're going to let this year be a reset. Well, you play it out however you want to. And if Kirk, then let Kirk make the decision from there. If Kirk yeah. then wants to explore a trade, then you work with them to explore a trade. If Kirk's like, cool, I'm, I'm okay. Like playing it out. Then you play it out. Like, I don't think you need to rush yourself into making any rash decision. Now that yeah. doesn't mean, you don't have to find a future quarterback, but I don't think with Kirk you have to make a, a rash decision. Well, Kirk is no right. dummy either, right? Like Kirk can kind of start to see the writing on the wall here in Minnesota that it's yeah. things are changing, right? And this is not the previous regime that he worked with. And you know, again, I've been I've been hounding this. I feel like the, it's the buzzword, but it is a new era, and uh, the the Vikings are are likely going to move on from Kirk in some form in the next year or so. Um, and just a shameless plug here. Judd Zolgad uh, wrote an article just about maybe the Vikings should let the uh, Kirk Cousins contract just play out this year. No extension. Don't touch it. And For you sure. guys can each, you know, go your separate ways. A mm-hmm. um, couple things I want to get to here um, before we kind of round out the show. Uh, Chuck asked if KJ Osborne becomes wide receiver too. We talked about that a little bit earlier in the show. So if you want to go back and check that out, uh, you can. Uh, we got some names here for draft prospects. Hyatt or Addison would be great to pair with Jefferson. I love uh, Jordan Addison. I think that would be mm-hmm. 
a phenomenal tandem for I'm the a next good, I'm, I'm, I'm a legit pass on Hyatt, though, by the way. Okay. Well, we'll get to that, by the way, in, in the future weeks here uh, when we get to draft prospects um, and so on and so forth. So before we transition to this last thing, I want to talk about any final thoughts on the Vikings moving on from Adam Thielen. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, just bittersweet. Like I had mentioned earlier, um, I hope he does keep the Thielen uh, football camp that he does. Uh, I think yes. he does it actually up in yes. North Dakota and in Woodbury um, around just because my kid has gone to it the last couple of years and absolutely loves it. Um, I got a couple of videos of him catching passes from Adam, uh, which is, <laughs> which is pretty fun. So, um, you know, all the best to him uh, and his family and, and hope that uh, they find success in their next, you know, their next stop. So. Yes. Um, the, the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we close this show, not really Adam Thielen related, but it was Vikings news this morning. Um, and I know Miles kind of wanted to touch on it as well. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to pull up the exact amount, but Ross Blacklock uh, agreed to a, a contract negotiation, restructure, whatever, um, to the NFL veteran minimum of $1 million for 23, which clears about $700,000 of cap space. Um, Miles, there was something you wanted to say about that, so I'll give you the floor here. Well, so of course, like that hit before the feeling one. And of course, fans are like, what the heck? Like, why is like pe- people always seem to care about the order of operations, which is funny to me. But like this move for the, the Vikings is, hey, we're either going to release you or you take the pay cut, um, that type of thing. Yeah. Because the one thing that like, and if you're Blacklock, the what, the season he had last year, I don't think he's signing anywhere else with for a veteran, anything more than a veteran minimum deal anyway. So it's, hey, just take the veteran minimum deal in Minnesota and kind of guarantee yourself a place here and not have to hit free agency or, you know, go risk finding, finding the open market and, and getting the same, same deal, but you have to go then re re like prove yourself elsewhere. Um, well, now he and, like, and he has incentives yeah. on this deal to earn kind of what he lost. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that's oh, does he? I okay. I missed, yep. I, I missed that. Which he probably that's, wouldn't get elsewhere. Yeah. Yep. That's That's even better. So like if he can re earn some of that money back, through just playing playing well, that's great. And then he can go reprove himself this year and hit the open market next year. I think it's just a it's a win win for both sides in that the Vikings get to keep a depth piece that yes. they traded for last year at a cheaper cost. And then Blacklock can get some of that money back and also just like reprove and continue to prove himself in the Viking system if he can. Absolutely. And this new system should fit his skill set a little bit better than the last one. So I mean we'll Hopefully. see. We'll yeah. see. But well I want to thank everybody uh, who joined us today. It's been a while since we did a live show, and we picked up right where we left off, by the way. So kudos to you guys. But thank you to everybody in the chat firing off the comments. Um, Climb in the Pocket has a whole lot in store for you. There's probably going to be some more news. So whether it's our group, Tyler and Dave hopping on to do something live to break down reactions to Vikings news, uh, make sure you hit like and subscribe so you know when we go live. And, and get caught up with all that information. To Adam Thielen, the, uh, the third all-time in Minnesota Vikings history in receiving touchdowns, fourth all-time in yards. Um, it's been a pleasure to watch you over these, I can't even remember, 10 years, eight years. Um, and, and we all hope the best for you at your next adventure. So until next time, everybody, Skull Vikings. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.